All I did was ask a stupid question. Six months ago, I was assigned the standard second-semester freshman social studies project at Freddie High. Create a survey, evaluate data, graph data, express conclusion in a 200-word paper. This was an easy A. I thought up my question and printed out 120 copies. The question was, if you were going to commit suicide, what method would you choose? This was a common conversation topic between Nader, shotgun in the mouth, Danny, jump in front of a speeding truck, and me, inhaling car fumes, and we'd been joking about it for months during seventh period study hall. I never saw anything bad in it. That kind of stuff made Nader laugh. And Nader laughing at my jokes meant maybe I could get through high school with less shrapnel. When I told the principal that day that it was a joke between Danny Nader and me, he rolled his eyes and told me that Danny and Nader were not having social problems at Freddie High. But you, Mr. Linderman, are. Apparently, Evelyn Schwartz went blabbing to the guidance counselor about my questionnaire. She said it was morbid and creepy. Evelyn Schwartz has a T-shirt that says, He died for me, with a picture of a dead guy nailed to a cross on it. Oh, the irony. I really don't think it's that morbid of a thing to ask. I'm pretty sure everybody has thought about it at one time or another. My whole plan was to make a few cool pie charts or bar graphs, you know, to show off my Microsoft Excel skills with labels such as slit wrists, overdose, and firearms. Anyway, just because a person talks about suicide does not make it a cry for help, even if the kid's a little bit short or unpopular compared to his so-called friends. Three hours after my meeting with the principal, I was sitting in the guidance office. Six days later, I was in the conference room with my parents, surrounded by the school district's experts who watched my every move and scribbled notes about my behavior. In the end, they recommended family therapy, suggested medications and further professional testing for disorders like depression, ADHD, and Asperger's syndrome. Professional testing! for asking a dumb question about how you'd off yourself if you were going to off yourself. It's as if they'd never known one single teenager in their whole lives. My parents were worse. They just sat there acting as if the experts knew me better than they did. The more I watched Mom jiggle her leg and Dad check his watch, the more I realized maybe that was true. Maybe complete strangers did know me better than they did. And seriously, if one more person explained to me how precious my life was, I was going to puke. This was Evelyn's word, straight from her mega-hardcore church group. Precious. Precious life. I said, why didn't anyone think my life was precious when I told them Nader McMillan was pushing me around? That was, what, second grade, fifth grade, seventh grade? Every freaking year of my life?
I didn't mention the day before in the locker room, but I was thinking about it. There's no need to get hostile, Lucky, one of them said. We're just trying to make sure you're okay. Do I look okay to you? There's no need for sarcasm either, jerk-off number two said. Sometimes it's hard to grasp just how precious life is at your age. I laughed. I didn't know what else to do. Jerk-off number one asked me, Do you think this is funny? Joking about killing yourself? And I said yes. Of course, none of us knew then that the suicide questionnaires were going to come back completed. And when they did, I wouldn't be telling any of these people, that's for sure. I mean, there they were, asking me if I was okay, when they're letting people like Nader run around and calling him normal. Just because he seems okay, and because he can pin a guy's shoulders to the mat in under a minute, doesn't mean he's not cornering kids in the locker room and doing things to them you don't want to think about. Because he did. I saw him do it. And I saw him laughing. They asked me to wait in the guidance lobby, and I sat in the tweed chair closest to the door, where I could hear them talking to my leg-jiggling, watch-checking parents. Apparently, smiling and joking was an additional sign that I needed real help. And so, I initiated Operation Don't Smile Ever. It's been a very successful operation. We have perplexed many an enemy.